Welcome to The Roofer Show with your host, Dave Sullivan. You found the podcast that helps roofing contractors grow their businesses, make more money, and have more free time. Each week, Dave interviews the industry's top experts who will give you actionable tips and strategies for the real world of construction to help you take your roofing business to the next level. So let's get down to business. everybody, what's up? Welcome to The Roofer Show, the place to be if you want to grow a more profitable roofing business. I'm your host, Dave Sullivan, and I've been a successful roofing contractor for over 30 years. And I'm here to share with you what I've learned, give more tips, strategies, and my free download on the one-page business plan by going to my website at theroofershow.com. Well, we're still on lockdown during the COVID-19. We're in the middle of April, but there does seem to be a little light at the end of the tunnel. There's some talk about finally coming out of this. And so today I've got Brian Kaplan of Construction Consulting with me. Brian is a member of my Construction Consulting Mastermind group. Uh, known him for a while, and this guy knows what he's talking about. So we're going to discuss some opportunities that are coming up, how to prepare for when we do come out of this. And Brian's got some great, great strategies. So I'm just going to jump into the interview with Brian Kaplan. Brian, thanks for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Dave, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I've talked a number of times about the mastermind group that I'm in with other consultants. And Brian, you're one of our newest members. We just got back from uh, a retreat down in Orlando. Well, this is before all of this took place, so maybe you know, a couple of months ago. But I really talk up the advantages about being in a mastermind group. We could talk to other consultants in my case, but also as a contractor, I was in a ton of them before because you have an opportunity to speak with non-competing contractors from around around the country doing similar work, but you're able to really find out what's working, what's not, best practices. And we did the same thing in our group. So being the newest member, how did you like the uh, sessions that we had? Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. It's actually the first mastermind I've really been a part of. And I didn't know what to expect coming to that retreat. I had a lot of preconceived notions, but the reality is that, you know, simply being in the room with, you know, I think there's 10 of us in total, you know, there was so much wisdom in that room and there was so much reflection. I think one of the best things that I'm sure you can attest to, Dave, is being in a mastermind is you just get a mirror, you know, projected back at you as to what things are holding you back and what things you're doing and as we, we kind of coined that phrase, mental trash, you know, we all sort of have some of this and we're, right. you know, I know in the contracting world, it's the question of, am I charging enough? Am I doing this the right way? I know as a builder that, you know, I was a builder for 20 years and there was constantly that battle in your mind of like, am I doing this the right way? Is this the right sequence? Am I handling this client objection the right way, et cetera, et cetera. So having kind of that, you know, that room and of people to kind of bounce ideas off of was just, it was so incredible. Well, it's great to have somebody that's uh, <laughs> that understands technology because that's where you really come in. And I know you're my go-to guy whenever I get uh, stuck on anything uh, technical, and you do a great job on that. But <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's something that I want to get into today because you are such an expert with this when it comes to uh, using technology for contractors. But before we do, why don't you give us a little background on your story, where you came from, and who do you help? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started off, you could say my construction career started when I was about four years old because I was addicted to Lego. So I used to build these like monstrosity of homes and my mom would come home from work and realized that I'd used all the Lego and I was only had this half built house. So I think those, there was an early sort of sign that, uh, you know, I was kind of a born builder and throughout my entire sort of adolescence and even teenage years, I'd always been involved in construction in one way or the other. I was doing, you know, painting and cutting lawns and doing that type of services, um, and things like that. And, 
you know, I came back from university. I, I went to school for kinesiology, but realized, uh, and that's sports medicine for people that don't know what kinesiology is. Uh, um, and I realized really quickly that I just love playing sports. I didn't really want to help other people play sports. And so I kind of fell into the businesses. A lot of us do. My wife had purchased a house, uh, and I just started renovating it with my father-in-law realized I was, I enjoyed it. I was actually, I was actually good at it as well. And so that was kind of the inception of my construction career. I started my own business in the first decade of the career. I operated a small business. We were doing, you know, small projects like kitchens, bathrooms, basements, mostly remodeling projects. And then in the latter part of my career or the second half, I started working for, you know, really well-known, um, Toronto-based, I'm from Toronto, Canada, uh, Toronto-based residential renovation and new home, new custom home building companies. And through that time, I kind of worked as a carpenter. I have my, what's called a Red Seal certified carpenter for the Canadian listeners will be familiar with that. For the Americans, it's just our certification up here in Canada. And I worked as a lead. I worked as a site super, as a project manager, and as well as a general manager, um, you know, basically overseeing a team of 20 to 22 people um, in, you know, eight to anywhere from eight to 20 projects a year kind of thing. So um, safe to say I've been around the block when it comes to the residential renovations world. We call it renovations up here in Canada. I know uh, down south it's the remodeling world. But, uh, yeah, safe to say I've been around the block uh, when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, about a year and a half, well, about 20 months ago now, I was kind of at a crossroads of my own career and, you know, kind of had to make a decision. Did I want to open up another construction business or, you know, cause that's really the only place to go when you're a general manager of a company, there's nowhere else to, to really go. Um, but that sort of principal seat and because I had done that and I'd been on the client side for 20 plus years, I decided that because I was mentoring people constantly and I was, I was constantly integrating systems. And, you know, as you mentioned, Dave, like technology has always been a big part of, you know, my process and how I do things. I decided that I could really help to cast a wider net and really help business owners that, you know, young, old, and I don't just mean age wise, I mean, you know, experience in the business. I could help them either modernize their business or help them integrate systems and processes into their companies to, you know, really avoid those repeatable errors that we constantly see and that I saw for all these years. And so that was kind of when I stepped out and decided to, you know, work as a, as a coach, as a consultant in this residential remodeling space. Uh, so I work with remodelers, but I also work with new home custom builders. And, you know, basically I work on systematizing their businesses. We, you know, focus on some core areas of, you know, really what it takes to, to establish, grow and, um, you know, profit as a, as a builder. And, um, yeah, that, that's, it's been a fun ride so far and I'm, uh, really enjoying, uh, all of the, you know, kind of community that we're all building, you know, and this podcast is a great example of that. Well, I love what you're doing. I know you've got a ton of clients of satisfied clients that you're working with and you've got, you create all these courses and just such great content. Uh, and I want to come back to that, but I just want to touch on one thing is we agreed we're not going to do is we're not going to get into, uh, the COVID-19 situation, particularly about all the rules and the programs available. The only thing that I want to get out to our listeners is that there's just a ton of seminars, YouTubes, uh, about how to do this. If you don't have those forms filled out by the end of this week, in my opinion, I think the money's going to be gone. You know, those the, the, that line is going to be over. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you get in there and get your stuff in by the end of this week at the latest. And there's a lot of help out there available, but you've got to get on top of this. There are some great programs available. So just make sure you check that out. But Brian, being in Canada, uh, I assume just to touch on, I'm, I assume you have similar programs than we do down in the States. Yeah, for sure. The Canadian government's been working really hard to try to get money into, you know, taxpayers' hands for the people that are either working still or at, at a reduced capacity for the business owners that have seen like a 30%, you know, decrease in their business, which, you know, for most businesses, that's the minimum that they're seeing. Um, just generally speaking, I'll say that, you know, it's kind of uh, about a 50-50 split right now in terms of who is working and who's not. Um, I'm super active on Instagram and I'm constantly doing polls in my stories. And I've been just really trying to touch base with the community out there and really understand who's working, who's not working. And um, as I said, it's really about 50-50 right now. Uh, one of the other big challenges, of course, is the supply chain is is becoming an issue, at least up here in Ontario 
we've got all hardware stores are now considered non-essential and which means that they're closed from public foot traffic. So, so that's created a bit of a wrench for the people that are still operating. Um, so things have gotten pretty tight here in Ontario. Um, you know, some positive news though, in British Columbia, you know, they've been able to hold their numbers for just over a week now in terms of steadying the, or flattening the curve, so to speak. Um, so that's current as of today, you know, that as we know, this thing evolves and changes daily, but, um, but yeah, the government's come out with a couple different plans, a Canadian emergency response benefit and then a wage subsidy program. Um, so I actually have a PDF that any Canadian, um, you know, people that if they want to download it, it's a nine page resource. It's on my LinkedIn profile and in my bio uh, over on Instagram. So you can head over there and I'm sure we'll, we'll just chat about how to how to navigate that later on. So, well, tell us how since we're talking about LinkedIn, you're really active on LinkedIn. I know uh, you post a lot. How do we connect with you on LinkedIn? And also, I know you're a big Instagram user. I'm not particularly, but I know that you have a lot going on there too. How do we connect uh, connect with you? Because I think this is really important. Where everybody should be on everybody definitely should be on LinkedIn and Instagram as a contractor, and make sure that you connect with others, and particularly in your case, Brian, because you do have a lot of great stuff on there. How do they get? How do they do that? Yeah, I no, appreciate that, Dave. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, it's pretty easy. You just go into LinkedIn and search, just type my name. It's Brian with a Y and the last name is Kaplan with a K. And uh, if you just search me there, you'll find me. If you happen to search construction consulting, you'll also find the business page, which will link to me. Um, I update everything on the personal page. That's really how LinkedIn's used. And then on Instagram, uh, the handle is at constructionconsulting.co. And it's not .com, it's .co. Just want to make that clarification because I often miss emails from people. So, Well, great. Okay, well... What we're going to talk about today is what contractors can do, not only today, but moving into the future. And and I just want to reiterate what I've been talking about here these last two weeks is that the three things that contractors have to do, and I keep harping on this, is number one, you need to be visible out there. You need to, need to get out there and show leadership, not only to your employees, your vendors, and your customers, making sure that everybody's aware, hey, we're here, we're in business, we're available, we're still operating. And as far as same thing with your your employees, they don't know what's going on. You need to stay close and be available to them. Number two, we talk about, I talk about this all the time, go collect your money. Get your receivables because the dominoes are going to start to fall. And when your building owners are not getting paid, they're not getting their rents, you're not on the top of the list. So make sure that you're going out there today, calling them up. Can I come pick up a check? Make sure you've got everything billed, including your extras. Uh, You may be shut down on a project. So you want to make sure that you get paid for your work and process. Get that dealt with. So you're sitting on a pile of cash because those that aren't may not get paid. And that's going to be a a real problem. Uh, I've already heard about this being a problem. And also making sure that you don't miss your lien dates. This is really important. And even those people that, you know, oh yeah, he's a great customer, worked with them forever. Get your freaking lien date, liens in. <laughs> I'm serious. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I think that's really important. And the third thing is that I know we're going to talk about is do not stop marketing. You've got to continue your marketing. You've got to cut back on your costs. But marketing is not one of those that you want to stop. So anyway, that's, that's my rant. I I ran on that every day, Brian. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all super important points, right? I mean, I think it's, it goes without saying, you know, when it comes to accounts receivable, I mean, that's the, that's the number one thing, you know, is, is you've, you've got to be collecting all that money. That's, you know, that's your money as, and I've heard, I listen to your podcast. I'm an avid listener as well. And I I hear you saying constantly, I couldn't agree more. Yep. Get the cash, man. Cash is king. Always has been, but particularly now. But let's get into, we want to talk about what our contractors can do today, what they should be doing. 
also what they should be doing coming out of this because we are going to come out of this. We don't know when, but we will. And I really believe there's going to be some great opportunities for contractors that have their act together, that have actually spent some time learning some new skills during this downtime. And also that's kept their marketing out there, that's kept their name in front of their customers and preparing for this. And also we talked about there's selling going on also. Uh, and we're going to get into, get into how that works and the technology and all that. So let's get into what do you think the car contractors should be doing now? Let's get into some tips and things that they should, do, should, should be doing immediately. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head and you, you talk about this constantly and, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of this as well. You know, someone that ran construction companies, I can tell you, and, and spent 20 plus years in the business, communication is the biggest, most important part of what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a roofing contractor, you're a modeler or, you know, whatever type of business of, you know, if you're listening to this that you run, communication is, is absolutely key. And so, you know, staying in direct contact, as you said, with like each employee, um, keeping, you know, continual touch points with your clients, right? So these might be people that, you know, if you're remodeling a house, for example, and you've, you're, you've stopped the work for, you know, this whole crisis, you know, they're living in a half finished house, or if they're, you know, a house that's being, you know, a new construction house or whatever it is, um, you know, people just want to know that you're still there. You're still open for business, right. as you said, you know, that they want to know that their investment dollars they've put everywhere are still being maintained. And if they're living in a half renovated house, of course, you know, there's that whole <laughs> sort of level of anxiety. Anxiety. So, you know, and, and one of the things that that, you know, I, I had a great mentor, um, a sales mentor years ago. And one of the things that he used to say to me is is kind of always always kind of like approach somebody with something new to add to the conversation. And, you know, and that can even be in times when you really have no update. So we used to, we kind of coined the term, the no update update. And, you know, it was kind of like a Friday rolls around and maybe there isn't a lot that's happened that week, or there's not really a reason for you to reach out to the client. But, you know, the truth is over the entire weekend, they're going to kind of chew on, well, are they doing this? Are they doing that? Because we don't really, you know, we're not visible. So, you know, it's kind of in times like this, staying in direct contact each and every week, you know, especially if you have a project that's, you know, in the middle of production that's been stopped, you know, constantly being reaching out to them, um, you know, and making sure that they know. And then, you know, our trade partners as well. These are people that we rely on. You know, I've always talked about this. You know, you're only as strong as the people around you, especially as a GC. If you're a general contractor, remodeling contractor, renovations uh, contractor in Canada, like if you're listening to this, you know, we know that we're only as strong as a team around us. All of these people are suffering as well. They all have small businesses. They have families. They have mortgages. You know, it's important that we keep touching base with them. Reach out and call people. You know, everyone's, as you said, Dave, we're not going to talk about so much of the COVID stuff because everyone's getting bombarded and everyone's getting bombarded by email. So pick up the phone and call some people and say, hey, how are you doing? Like, it doesn't have to be a financial thing that you're talking about. Like, just, you know, pick it up, pick up the call or phone and call them and, and just, you know, kind of touch base and see how people are doing. Um, and, and, you know, for your employees, if they're still working, great, you're seeing them pretty often. If they're not working or they're on reduced schedules, you know, consider doing something fun. Like, you know, when we talk, when we get into this virtual stuff in a second, you know, one, one idea that I saw was really cool is have a virtual beer cart on a Friday afternoon with your entire team, yeah. you know, like yeah. have 12, you have 12 people sitting on a zoom call, having a beer, joking around. I mean, yeah, it's not the same as being in, you know, at the bar or, or, you know, at your office or in person or what have you, but, um, it's a way to, you know, as you said, Dave, like keep that com camaraderie, you know, going and, um, and really letting people know that we are all in this together and that we're all going to, you know, stay together and move through this and come out of it, you know, in one piece. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you mentioned, I just want to add something to the idea that if you're in the middle of a project, I, I agree because I've, uh, had projects going on in my homes even, and you, and you haven't heard from a guy in a while and you're like, Hey, what the hell's going on? You just, it's great to have that comfort factor where, Hey, I don't really have anything to report, but I just want to let you know we're still in business. I mean, yeah. you know, that's really going through people's heads. And the other thing is that there's a lot of projects that are on the books that haven't started yet. Maybe you've got a deposit, maybe it's getting ready to go. And 
Yeah. Especially these customers, you've got to reach out to and keep close touch with them because a lot of these people are going, yeah, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be doing this project. Okay. And they're kind of on the fence. And if they don't hear from you, they're just more of that head trash is going on with them that maybe they shouldn't be doing this project. Maybe they should be pushing this off. So it's so important to keep in touch with those customers um, because a lot of us have backlogs and we're going to need that backlog when we come out of this because there's going to be fewer opportunities. So if you've got that backlog, make sure that you that, that you hold on to that keep in touch with those people, especially, and just make them feel comfortable about, yeah, this is, you know, can't wait to get your project started. We're, we're still looking good. Everything's all set. I've got your materials ordered for when the time's right, whatever it is. And I think that's something that gets overlooked and those projects will cancel because there are, there are projects being canceled now and it's up to you to get in there and hold on to those. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it really touches on one of the earlier points you mentioned about leadership, right? And, you know, it's about kind of being this, you know, for not to get too existential, but this beacon of light that cuts right through all this right now. And, and you know, you have to lead your clients as well. You have to lead from that, that position where, you know, yeah, look, we're going to be back to work soon. Your project is still, you know, very front and present for us. We are actively preparing for it. If it's a, you know, a larger, like say remodel or renovation or, or even a new custom home, there's a ton of work that, that everyone should be doing right now to continue that momentum forward. Um, you know, it's about being prepared. I mean, the number of times I could tell you, Dave, that, uh, I've heard contractors say and myself saying, if I only had, you know, this amount of time you know, to prepare for a project, you know, how much better would the project go? Well, right. guess what, folks? You have the time now, so you know, use that time and and um, you know, keep in front of people. Use you know, really you know, it's that leadership principle that we need to really, really focus on right now to stay right in front of those people because you know they are making decisions based on the inputs around them. You know, they're making decisions based on media outlets, what their family might be telling them, or their friends and things like that, and you know, really you have to lead what their thought process is. And there's really no reason for them not to do this project in, in, you know, for the most part. I mean, obviously I'm painting with a broad brush here, but, um, you know, I think leadership is that real key for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is using this time to actually modernize your business. And here we are, we have this opportunity don't miss out on this. Now, I had uh, a coaching client of mine I talked to yesterday, and he actually sold his, his first virtual deal over Zoom. So he says, hey, this stuff does work. It's amazing what everybody's talking about. And Brian, I know you are an expert when it comes to all of this technology and virtual selling and so forth. So Lead us in a conversation about that. What's going on and how can we actually make this happen? Because I think not only for right now, but when you're on lockdown for however long it's going to be, everybody has had a Zoom conversation with their friends or family by now, I would imagine, where before nobody even knew what Zoom was. So I think coming out of this, People are going to be used to this. It's not going to be this unusual thing. And I think there's going to be some real opportunities available, not only now, where we can still continue selling, but when things get better and really continuing on, I think it's, I think it's really going to be changed. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack there. But first and foremost, you know, I've always recognized the lever that technology can give us. And, you know, Dave, you and I were talking about this, um, you know, before we started this, and we've talked about this many times, you know, the best business is done, you know, with, you know, in front of somebody. And, you know, I would always say, if you gave me the option to, to phone somebody to use a virtual call, or be in the same room as them, mm. I want to be in the same room with them to, uh, or as them to, to close that deal. That said, it virtual calls are a very close second. And, and there's a lot of things that we can benefit from by using virtual meetings, such as, 
you know, intonation, eye contact, body language, all the things that you can't really extrapolate over a phone call, you can really get in a virtual meeting. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it's super uncomfortable when you start doing it. You know, I remember when I first started my consulting journey, like I do all of my work on Zoom Mm -hmm. and I remember it being really, really uncomfortable at first because I'd never really done it. And seeing yourself on camera for a lot of people is also can be horrifying <laughs> um, and uh, and really challenging, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that that we could really talk about before we dive into that. There's one thing I wanted I wanted to talk about also specifically because of, you know, you, you know, this is the roofer show. And I know you have a lot of roofers that that follow you, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. I created this talk that I give at several of the larger building shows in both Canada and the U.S., and it's about how to integrate technology into your construction business. And one of the examples I use is the aerial footage that you can get from, I believe you said it's Eagle Eye or Eagle View. Eagle View, uh, there's a number yeah, of Eagle them now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, you know, you can have your own drone. And I saw, I started to see this years, you know, a few years ago where, you know, because I remember going up on roofs as a framing carpenter and, you know, it's not very safe. Okay. So, um, you know, especially if you're going to just, you know, it's all shingled and you're going to, you know, measure a replacement or something like that. I mean, how do you actually do it accurately? So that lever is just for anybody that's listening, that's using something like this, which I imagine a lot of the people that are listening to this are probably doing, um, man, that's just a fantastic lever that you can use. And I was kind of saying to you before we, you know, we started recording this, that. Uh, you know, really, um, you can virtualize this whole selling process in your roofing business. I mean, you really, again, you put me in the same room with somebody, it's always the best thing. But the reality is, is that it's very easy to sell um, a project like a, a, you know, a re-roof or or new construction or whatever it is um, virtually simply because you've got all these great tools. And then, you know, dovetailing to the conversation about using Zoom is once you've got that sort of digitized takeoff from your Eagle View or your drone or whatever it is, and you've put your estimate together, then being to walk through it with somebody on zoom is fantastic so for those that haven't really used zoom too much you know you have the option of sharing your own screen so you can have a proposal up on your screen and you can share your screen and walk people through it you can show them a video if you have a drone and you've taken a video and you've taken specific shots of areas where there's rot or suspected rot or things like that i mean you can zoom in and highlight and detail all of that i mean there's there is a lot that you can do uh virtually here to really just uh, to be honest with you very much improve the process of how a roofing contractor would actually sell work to begin with let alone through a crisis like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, integrating digital signing, you know, is a very simple thing to do. So if you have a PDF document, you can sign up for a, you know, a platform called DocuSign or HelloSign. Mm-hmm. And either one of those, you can get a digital signature. So, um, you know, it's really easy to, to I, I, I'm painting with a broad brush again, here I go. But uh, I think it's easy to use some of these levers around us to really help virtualize this experience. I agree. And really, what, what you said about feeling comfortable about doing this, uh, like anything, it just takes practice. And you've got to get started. And you get better as you go. Um, now, one thing I talk about, this is likewise with my coaching clients um, that I work with in, in, the, in the roofing business. I work with contractors constantly. And I always do it by Zoom. And when I started off, it was really uncomfortable, but now, you know, it's simple and it feels natural. So I've told my listeners, you know, you're, you're welcome to sign up for a, um, a free half hour call. We'll do it over zoom and just get used to it, you know, where you can practice. So I'm always available for that. I love hearing from our listeners just to chat, see what's going on. I like to keep in touch with what's happening out there in the mar- you know, in the, in the uh, construction market and so forth. So that's something that all the listeners are welcome to do simple or send me a text. I always, I love texting. Let me just give you my, my, my plug here. My, my phone number <laughs> is 510-612-1450. Send me a text. Let's set up a zoom call. Let's practice. And, um, Anyway, sorry to get off the subject, Brian, because you are on a great roll. So let's get back into virtual selling. Uh, If you've got more to talk about that, I think you've got some great tips on how to do it well, uh, how to do it right. Because just like a in-face, a face-to-face presentation, all of these things matter. And 
you're just doing it over uh, uh, virtual now. And those same skills and mannerisms apply. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when it comes to Zoom, I couldn't agree more. It's it's when you first do it, it's really uncomfortable. You know, it's a different way to meet somebody. And there's some subtle differences. And there's a couple like specific things I want to talk about. One of the big things about being in front of somebody sitting at a table, you're you have the ability to look them in the eye. And as you're looking them in the eye, you know, and anybody that does sales knows this, you're looking for reactions, you're looking for expression, you're looking for breaks in eye contact. There's lots of subtle cues or, or tells that people will give you when you're, you know, going through a proposal. And, you know, these are all the little sort of buying signals that that a someone will give you, a client will give you to help you understand if you're resonating with them, if there's something that's bothering them, you know, and this is how you really excel as a salesperson. And the beautiful part about Zoom is that it gives you the ability to actually rewatch all of this. And so at the beginning, when I first was doing my my earliest calls with some of my clients that are still with me, I go, I've gone back and, you know, to be honest with you, I rewatch pretty much every single Zoom call I do, which is um, a lot of work, but right, I do it because, yeah, it's just fantastic what you can learn about yourself. And one of the things that I think is super crucial as a coach and consultant is really understanding how well did I describe something and how well did the client understand it? And I think that oftentimes you can understand something really, really well when you explain it. Sometimes it gets a little bit, you know, garbled and muddled. And so going back and rewatching my zoom calls, it helps me, you know, sort of pick up uh, any subtleties where I'm either rambling on or I can tell that they didn't really get it. There also might be things that I've missed and I didn't take notes of. And I want to come back to that. One of the biggest things for me too, and this is another huge advantage for anybody that's going to use virtual selling now and for the future is that I would always go back and watch those calls the day before I get on the call with the same client because it allows me to feel like we literally just finished that call and now I'm starting a new one. And I'm, I've got all that recent memory of all the conversation that we had and, and all of these sorts of things. So, I mean, there's so, there's so much power in the fact that it is being recorded. Um, another great thing I could say is that if you have a company where there's just more than you, you're not just an owner operator and there's other people that are involved in the selling process or the development process of a project, being able to share these videos is really, really key. Now, obviously there's, you know, I'm sure privacy issues and things like that and things we have to talk about with our clients surrounding that. That said, um, you know, the ability for someone else that's going to step into the role of interacting with this client to see how that client interacted with you for an hour plus is, I mean, it is invaluable to have that. Um, it's something that you can't possibly summarize in notes, which is what we typically would do, you know, in our CRM, we would, you know, summarize some notes there. Um, so I think it's super valuable. One of the, um, biggest things I'll tell people, if you're getting onto zoom and you're, you know, you've never really done it before. There's a few basic sorts of things. The first thing is always consider the backdrop of your, you know, you're facing the computer, but the camera is facing behind you. (laughs) And so, um, you know, what you want to avoid is really busy backdrops with paintings, with plants. Um, if you know, it's a it's a high traffic area in your house, for example, like don't face a hallway. Um, just consider that, you know, or don't face the kitchen and, you know, maybe your partner's in there cooking or your kids are coming running around and grabbing things. Um, you know, if you have dogs, um, that, you know, I have two dogs right now and, and they love to bark when someone knocks on the door. And so I have to always be cognizant of that as well. So noise is another thing to consider. Um, making sure there's also ample light that you're not in a, um, in a shadow. So what I mean by that is if you actually, uh, face away from a window and the camera's pointed towards the window, you will appear very, very dark. So these are all little subtle sort of tips that I've learned over the time doing this. Um, it makes it really hard for your clients to see you, which really diminishes the power of using kind of that virtual platform. And then the last thing I'll say that's so crucial, and I started off this this discussion with it on Zoom, is the eye contact factor. Now, the difference in person is that you can physically look at somebody. The difference on a camera is that you have to focus on the camera. And it's this little, you know, obscure dot that's on the top of your computer, or maybe you have a separate webcam, webcam or something like that. But it's not where the client's face is, right? The client's face is on the screen. And so 
what I tell people to do is take a post-it note, punch a hole in it for the camera and tape it to where the camera is and then put a bunch of arrows and say, look here, (laughs) because whatever, whenever you're talking and whenever your client is talking, you always want to be looking at that camera, unless you're navigating through your computer and going through a document or something like that. And even if you are, if you, the more times you can, you know, get your eyes to that camera It gives, because when a client is talking, they're watching your reflection on their screen. So if you're looking at the camera, it's like you're looking at them eye to eye. And it's a subtle thing, but I can tell you it's very, very powerful. I love that (laughs) because you should not be sitting there checking your Facebook on your cell phone uh, as you're talking to these guys. (laughs) Absolutely. Focus on the eye contact. You're so right. Yeah. And that forces you to not be distracted, right? Because it's very hard to to actually stare at this little, you know, dot for an hour or half an hour or however long it is after like a minute you, you want to look away. So, um, but absolutely right. It, it really keeps you focused. I agree. Those are some great tips. What else do you have for us on the technology end? I know you use Loom a lot and I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm not as familiar with it as you are, but, uh, Tell us a little about that because that's really cool and I think it's a great selling tool. Yeah, I mean, these are a lot of, and the funny thing is, Dave, that a lot of these things, as I kind of mentioned, these are things that I've used for, you know, a long time. I mean, Zoom is something that, you know, I did do a lot of in-person selling, but things like Loom, for example, and some of these other tech pieces that we'll talk about, these are things that I've just used and I think they can be great leverage points. So Loom is a, um, it's like a screen capture, but also a video capture tool out there. You can get a free account. Loom has uh, changed the parameters based on the current crisis of the volume of videos I believe you can have and and things like that. I I don't know the exact specifics, but I've never paid for a Loom account. I've never needed to. Um, So here's a great little thing. You know, if you want to touch base with a client, instead of sending them an email, you can record a screen capture Loom video that gives a short code link, like a web link that you can just like text to your client or send by email and say, hey, just wanted to touch base before the end of the week. Um, here are some of my thoughts, dot, 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 and put the link in. And then they go, of course, the client's going to click it. Two, three minute video. Um, the, you know, the brand equity that you're building by doing something like that shows how progressive you are, but it also puts your face in front of them. Uh, such an easy thing to do on your end. And, you know, all those rules apply about zoom, um, that I just talked about looking right at the camera, consider the backdrop, all those sorts of things. Um, but the, the value to a client is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, truly immeasurable. Um, so definitely using loom is, is something great. Um, you know, you can even use it if you are, Um, you know, anybody that follows me knows I talk a lot about not giving out free estimates and things like that. And so we always want to walk our clients through our proposals when we're doing that as a paid process. And sometimes we can't get physically in the room and in a scenario like we're in right now, there are, as you said, Dave, like there's, there's clients, um, you know, there's contractors out there that have clients that have projects booked and we want to keep moving these things forward. So we can't send them paper. Um, we don't ever want to just, you know, PDF an email, um, estimate to them unless we've already been kind of working through that whole process with them. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole cause that's a long discussion maybe for another day. But, um, the, the point is, is that you can send a short loom video that helps to walk somebody through it. So it's almost like you're there in the room and, you know, it's not interactive in the sense that they can't ask you a question, of course, because it's a pre-recorded video, but it gives you the ability to probably walk them through the estimate and explain it a lot better than you can do over an email. So I think overall, Loom's a great tool that people should use. Again, you can sign up for a free account, um, super intuitive on how to use it. If you've ever just recorded a screen, it's super, super easy. Well, I like that. And I just want to hit on this one more time. I was just kind of thinking about it because that virtual beer cart, you know, the Friday, I, I, I really love that concept. And, you know, two weeks ago, remember, our biggest problem was that we could not find employees to do the work. Okay. Yeah. And right now, it's a great opportunity not only to make sure that you retain your your best workers and making sure that you're in touch with these guys. And that's just a great way to do it. I love that um, that idea. And what that does also is what I've always talked about when you're trying to recruit people and, you know, where do you find good people? Well, 
everybody knows each other, okay? Like the, like the roofers. They know each other. They're hanging out in the same bars or, you know, church or whatever. And they're all maybe working for different companies. But I assure you that there's going to be a lot of field people that come out of this being pissed off at the way they were treated by their previous employer. And they're going to be looking for somebody that really stepped up and presented themselves in a professional manner in a, in a, in a position of leadership. And people are going to remember that. And they're going to tell their friends, you know, my, my, my boss or my company really took care of us. He really communicated. And that's what I like. And we get this little thing where we actually, you know, have this virtual thing that they taught us how to use. And we just have a beer and go around the room and ask what's happening with the family or whatever it is. But it's just having that communication and having the employees. You may not need them right today. <coughs> Excuse me. But we're going to be back in the same situation, hopefully, than we were before. We're going to have this blip. And we're now we're going to have all this work. And we're still going to have the shortage. We're going to lose, just like in the last recession, we lost a lot of people yeah, just dropped out of the um, out of the labor force, and we're probably going to have that same situation. And we all know that there's fewer and fewer coming into the trades. So use this as an opportunity to recruit and making sure that you present yourself in a professional uh, manner. Where hey, this is a company that I want to work for, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, this is one of the best times that we've seen in the past really 20 years to to find great talent. And I can already tell you that there's clients that I work with that have told me that, that they've actually, you know, especially some of the seasonal businesses like cold weather climate companies that are, say, landscapers or, you know, exterior type work. They've seen that this year it's been, you know, it's co- this whole coronavirus has coincided with the start of their seasons. And the quality, they're saying the quality of the the team that they have now versus other years is just a very marked difference. And, you know, one of the key things you said there is, is like, how do you treat people through something like this? And, you know, whether you're a massive, you know, global corporation or you're, you know, uh, a couple, you know, person kind of roofing company or, you know, home services business, you know. How you how you treat people through adversity is really what defines your brand, and it, it defines when people where people want to sort of you know establish and give their loyalty. And so I think it's it's so incredibly important. You know that point that you raise is I love it. I just think it's um, there's a great opportunity out here right now. You know if you can start you know that conversation going because you've got a lot of backlog and you know you need to hire people. You know start actually you know, looking for people start, you know, using some of that energy to, to actually go and find people. Cause I, as I always say, you know, when you work on your business right now, it likely is not going to cost you any more in terms of dollars to work on your business. If you're already not making, you know, the money that you were supposed to be making, it's not going to cost you anything to, you know, actually put your focus on working on the business. And this is a great example of, you know, how you can actually leverage some of this time and really leverage the opportunity that there are going to be people that, um, have either, maybe they were already thinking about a change of scenery before this all happened. And now it's further cemented because they've actually, you know, either been laid off or let go or, or what have you. So that's a really great point, Dave. And I couldn't agree more. Well, in wrapping up, we're talking about using this time to work on our business. This is the time where you want to learn something and you want to take advantage of this. Get your ass out from under the bed where you know too many of our contractors are hiding, hoping this thing goes away. Get out there and learn some new skills. I had Tom Reber from the, the contractor right. fight the other day. Yeah. And Tom's great when it comes to sales, and he's got his uh, Contractor Sales Academy. It's a great program. Recommend everybody get in there because – the skill of selling is going to be so important coming up. And this is the time where you want to use this to learn new skills. I've talked about it, uh, a service that I have right now. You're able to go in and download my free pro, my, my free PDF, which is the one-page business plan. And you can download that for free. You fill in the blanks. It asks you the questions, and you can print it out. And then you've got really a, a, a basic plan of what's going to happen, what's this going to look like if your sales drop by 60% type of thing. 
And this is also a service I have if anybody's interested uh, in my coaching program. I have a special program going on right now, which is just a, a, a short getting organized and really thinking ahead. What's this going to look like? coming out of this and how do I take advantage of that? And that's over Zoom and that's what we talked about. But Brian, I know you do a great job of putting courses together. This is really where I think you excel. And during this time, you've come up with some specific programs that are going to help your contractors really position themselves, learning new skills and being prepared to take advantage of the times that are coming up. What do you have for us along those lines? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, I've created something recently, and you know, it really comes back to that idea that you've kind of got to cut through all of the, I guess, the scarcity and the fear sort of mindset that I think is out there right now, and that you know maybe I I just wait to see how things go before I kind of commit to anything, and and really understand that you know this is a temporary blip, as you said, and we are going to start back up. And for the most part, I mean, we're seeing, we've seen unprecedented times just in terms of the volume of construction that's been going on at least for the, the past, you know, 15 years. And, you know, it's not going to change anytime soon. And so sure, buying signals will be a little bit different from, you know, consumers after something like this. But the reality is, is that, you know, populations are still increasing and the need for this work and, and buildings are aging. So, you know, the reality is it's, uh, you know, it's always going to be a perpetual thing. So one of the things that I hear a lot from people, you know, they, they constantly are wondering what they should charge from a markup perspective on top of their services. And one of the things I usually reflect back to them is that, you know, first and foremost is I have no idea what your markup needs to be until we actually understand your numbers. And that's really where it comes from. The the second point is that the markup is really the second thing you should be thinking of. The first thing you really need to learn is how to estimate properly. And, you know, for, for anybody that listens to your podcast, they would have heard, you know, I think you've done multiple ones with Michael Stone and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and on the um, show next week again. There you go. Exactly. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a Michael Stone fan. I, I started in the business right around when Markup and Profit came out. And, you know, it was one of the first business books uh, that I bought, you know, all those years ago. And so, you know, one of the things that he talks about, and I, I couldn't agree more, is just learn how to estimate. Because, you know, if you're losing money in your construction business, it's probably not because your markup's off. It's probably because you're not estimating the project to begin with, um, and, or a combination of both of them. But um, so what I, what I came up with was uh, I had a lot of people that, you know, in, the, in my regular course delivery, uh, you know, really asking me tons of questions about estimating and all this sort of thing. So I came up with this idea and I bounced it off a few people that are my current clients that are going to join and some others as well. And we're going to do a four-week mini course on estimating. So this is for residential remodeling and new custom home building companies. So not production or semi-custom builders, but just you know, if you're doing new custom homes, um, this is this is kind of the course for you. It's going to be comprised of four 90-minute sessions that are going to be Zoom calls. So there's going to be uh, a group of us up there. I'm capping it at 25 people so we can all get a great experience. And really, the idea there is that. Um, you know, in the coaching and consulting world, one of the powers that we bring to the table is we allow these community-based approaches, these experiences for uh, contractors out there to be able to talk to people that are in their exact shoes. And I'm going to be doing it so that there's not more than one person in any area so that, you know, the, the doors can be wide open on the conversation and we can really explore how everyone's estimating. But what we're going to do is take a set of plans and we're going to break it down. I'm going to show you my exact process. I'm going to give you my exact project estimate template that I've created over my 20 plus years of construction experience. Um, And then we're also going to talk about some big picture stuff. We're going to talk about my bucket theory when it comes to estimating. We're going to talk about the psychology of estimating and something I call the good human principle and, you know, the challenges and how we kind of stymie ourselves from charging the right amount. Um, And then, of course, we're going to wrap it up with really giving you that sort of Coles Notes version of what your markup really needs to be. And, you know, it's going to be a great uh, four weeks. You're going to have access to me inside of those four weeks. Plus, I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to book a 20 minute call with me one on one, which is uh, going to take up a lot of my time. But I'm, you know, I love talking to people like you do, Dave. I love, you know, people text me all the time. And um, I love hopping on calls with my clients and and really, you know, helping them out. It's, you know, it's really why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, so that's something that I'm starting April 21st. I'm going to have a, uh, I have a call to action on my 
my website that you can go ahead and click and that'll bring you into learning a little bit more about it. And um, yeah, would would love to, uh, to, you know, get some of your listeners in there as well. Well, you bet. And we do have a lot of remodelers that listen to the show. And for those roofing contractors, you all know remodelers, make sure you pass this information along because this is something that can really help um, <clears throat> operate a profitable business. You've got some great courses and you always do a great job on uh, all of these things, Brian. And I've certainly learned a ton uh, by the short time that we've uh, known each other. But let's, uh, in wrapping up, what's uh, give us again your contact information if you would real quick and how to get hold of you and i think you're um you're certainly open to hear from roofing contractors you don't work with all that many but uh, any questions that our listeners have i'm sure you're uh, you're happy to help them out and answer anything that they might have Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I always welcome the conversations. And, you know, despite not being a roofing contractor myself, I've definitely, you know, have some longstanding relationships with them and understand their their challenges and, and business. And I'm always happy to help. So, yeah, you can reach me, um, you know, some of the easier ways are on social media platforms like Instagram. I'm very active on it's at constructionconsulting.co. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. If you search Brian Kaplan, it's Brian with a Y and Kaplan with a K. And you can also search if you can't find me there somehow, you can always search construction consulting and you know, you'll see me pull up there as well. And then you can also reach out by email to me, Brian with a Y at constructionconsulting.co. So again, it's .co, not .com. And then the website where you can learn more about me, my experience, and some of the things that I offer to the community is constructionconsulting.co. Well, that's awesome information. As we said, take this time to learn some new skills because look at it as if you look back on this time, what did you get out of it? Where, how did you advance yourself? If you look back at it three months from now and go, oh, you know, I could have used that time a little better. You're going to kick yourself. So <laughs> I think uh, get out there, check out Brian's stuff, connect with him on LinkedIn and also book that Zoom call with me, and let's get practicing on some virtual selling. And Brian, always great to talk to you, and we will see you soon. Well, that's it for the show today. Some good stuff there. Be sure to reach out to both of us, and thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on The Roofer Show. 